Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Our Denver Broncos podcast. I think the noise you just heard was my co-host, Uppercut, eating some bread. It's a sandwich with olives. An olive sandwich? This is one of the ingredients. Oh, okay. It's not only olives. No. That's good, because that'd be a little weird. on it. This is a salty-sounding sandwich. And there's lettuce. All right, well, hey, we're joined tonight by uh, Josh, at Jedi Joshua 58 on Twitter. Josh, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going fine, man. How you guys doing? I'm doing great. I got the sandwich. I'm real happy about it. <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm pulling through. Had to call in sick to work today, but uh, I'm feeling okay now. He knows he can't leave me unattended. <laughs> I know that's right. I've been there myself. <laughs> All right, Aaron, talk about stuff that you want to talk about. I, I don't even Aaron, want to talk about it. talk about it? I just want to talk through it. We got to talk about... No, this can, be, this, can, this can be equal parts therapy session as it is narcissistic wanking off of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about equal parts because that's a pretty important part of what we do. It's a, it is a very lopsided ratio. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, why don't you uh, talk me through your reaction to the Drew Locke news? Uh, man, I was like, I was sitting there. It, it came across. I seen it. It came from Cliss or one of the one of the guys that follow the Broncos, or hell, it might even have been Rappaport or Schefter or somebody. Uh-huh. But I know when I seen that came across, I was like, damn. Um. And so immediately I was like, is it season ending? What's going to happen? Um, but it was, um, it, was, it was almost as painful as the Vaughn Miller injury. Uh, Vaughn is my favorite player. And uh, just seeing how hard Vaughn worked all offseason and shit, uh, and for him to lose that was like, damn. I was, just, I was more sad for Vaughn than myself, uh, which is weird. I mean, I don't know him, you know. But I was just like, I love the team, you know. And then – for Drew, uh, how important this shit is for uh, him to be out there and to get the reps, and then for him to be hurt, it's like you know, it's just like it's frustrating. Kind of makes you want to throw the whole damn season away. I was mad at the NFL for a minute. I'm like, man, they should have started a couple weeks later. You know, just uh, frustration and pain that uh, it don't seem like it's stopping since. Uh, <laughs> since uh, pretty much since Juwan James op- uh, opted out, it's pretty much been slowly but surely downhill since then. Yeah, I, I think frustration and pain is um, probably going to be a good name for this for this episode. <laughs> yeah. It's so, like, damn. So you said you 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 kind of wondered if um, if the season was over. What was your expectation coming into the season? Honestly. Um, I knew this year was probably going to be more about Locke getting reps and finding out if he was the guy and to get the, the rookie weapons up to speed, development for the offensive line, get them some cohesion going on. Um, the, you know, Draymond to get him, you know, better and get a gene ready. Uh, Jarrell Casey, see if they're going to, you know, if he's going to play at a Pro Bowl level and they're going to keep him or. Are they going to? Because his year is basically his deal is basically year to year, so they could cut him with no debt money. Same with Bouye. So it's like, 
uh, just kind of the feeling where it was at. And uh, but I still had some pretty decently high hopes. I was thinking maybe anywhere from eight and eight to ten and six. You know, I was leaning towards ten and six if things broke right. You know, um, but uh, with the way that the first two games went, that's I was kind of hoping that some of those close games would break our way this year rather than the way they broke last year. Right. Yeah, well, it sounds like we were kind of in the same boat for expectations then, because, yeah, I was mostly looking for uh, evaluation, right? And like you said, trying to figure out if Locke's the guy, trying to see how he gels with those uh, young offensive weapons and then how the defense comes together. Um, And then with the expanded playoffs, I was hoping, you know, hey, maybe we've got a, a shot at, you know, one of the extra wild card spots or, or something. Absolutely. Sneak in there, get a little bit more experience. Right. And uh, push forward in, in the next year, you know, when you can maybe get a, a decent tackle late in the late 20s or something to, or whatever, you know, um, and start to uh, or go defense, you know. I mean, but now mm-hmm. it's like, damn, you know, all these young guys getting hurt. I mean, even Sutton, he's going to year three, but he's still kind of young and uh just to see these some of these young guys in their development get hurt it's like damn so with all of that in question basically where i'm left is uh like what am i gonna get excited about for on sunday i know exactly what you mean and that's literally (laughs) what i just said to my friends not three hours ago they were like oh it's gonna be all right i'm like dude it's not like not for a little bit. Uh, I mean, not till Locke's out there. I can't get pumped up about Jeff Driscoll. I mean, yeah. unless he sets the world on fire. I mean, shit. I mean, we see some crazy things, but that's probably not going to be one of them. No, we could, we could, we could get hyped that maybe Blake Bortles could set the world on fire. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, you know, I will say this might be. This would probably be the most talented weapons he's ever had. I would think. I mean, he had Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns that one year, but Judy and Hamler, I mean, Hamler really surprised me. Pittsburgh, like the, the cushion they were giving him, like they knew as soon as he stepped on the field, they were like, whoa, this guy can move back up. And that gave me a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit excitement, but without Lockwood, it's like, yikes. It's, 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 I mean, it's this, this whole situation. I mean, it's kind of, it's like unreal. I mean, the Niners, they're another team. It's kind of like us. I was doing the math earlier. It's like player for player almost. I mean, like they lost Garoppolo. We lost Locke. They lost Bosa. We lost Vaughn. They lost Sherman. We lost Bouye. Uh, they lost Solomon Thomas. We lost Draymond Jones. I'm like, dude, uh, these two teams are getting bad. And, uh, and the, the worst part about it is they're – I was reading earlier a little bit about them bitching about uh, – a lot of players were upset about um, MetLife Stadium's turf. And then, of course, you know, Thursday, you know, eight days we play there, banged up. And uh, it's like, man, it might uh, – there's a chance this could get worse. Uh, at a certain point, I know nobody here probably wants to tank, but it – at what point do you allow yourself to get excited about a high draft pick? For me? Yeah. Um, or is, is a high draft pick never worth it? It just means you did bad. Uh, I would say, for me, man, once you get to, like, 
if we go zero and four, if we go and lose to the Jets, like I'm like, whoa, you know. And I like Fangio. I like. We can tell the defense can work. It's just lacking the pass rush is the main thing that I've noticed. Really, the past two years, it's like, especially in at the end of games, I feel like he needs to, to dial up a little bit more than like once uh, on Sunday when he sent Justin Simmons on that blitz. I'd like to see a little bit more of that when the team are going for those drives late in the game, like a little bit more pressure rather than the soft zone. So these teams can just go down and kick a field goal and, and win the damn game when our guys are already tired because they've been on the field the whole damn game because the offense goes three and out, goes the third quarter without doing anything. Um, I mean, a lot of that happened last year. We're only two games into this year. So all, it, what happened in the Titans game, and it gave me – vibes of last year and the losing and I was like oh and then of course pitch Sunday it was the first half that was bad and then we kind of got together in the second half the the pass rush it's it's being hurt as well by the uh the inexperience in the secondary the injuries and inexperience right now like Ojemudia has, has had flashes I, I I feel like I'm constantly defending my take of being down on Ojemudia because mostly I wasn't high on him prior to him being on the team. Right, but, right. But he had some flash. He had that uh, that pick. We'll just go ahead and, for the sake of argument, say that he, he got that pick. He jumped that ball. There was nothing that, um, that Alexander Johnson knocking Derrick Henry over did to affect that play. Right. So he got right. that pick. Yeah, that was- he, he jumped up, and it went through his hands, and that's to be expected a lot for for backs and stuff he had a near pick in the Steelers game but the rest of the Steelers game he was looking either lost or slow or just too far off playing too far off and with him being a starting outside corner with uh Isang Bassey being you know a a rookie coming in and taking a lot of the nickel role with uh Callahan having to take up uh the role that Boye was taking the pass rush is getting absolutely no help no help. And then plus, I mean, they're doubling Bradley Chubb. He's getting the Von Miller double team. So, I mean, Atachi can – he can beat a guy every now and then, but he's not, you know what I mean? Not yet anyway. Um, I, I, he played really well against the Titans, uh, but their uh, tackles are – I mean, I'm not really sold on them as being like, you know, upper upper echelon guys. Um, yeah, Ojemudia. I, I like what he's shown so far more than what I saw from Yadam pretty much at any point in time. But it, it, it's a bit rough right now. You're absolutely right. It's hurting the uh, – it's definitely hurting the pass rush. I thought – I think Bassey and uh, Callahan have played okay. I mean, they haven't been getting as many targets because everybody's targeting Michael O. But uh, he's struggling a bit. I'm surprised, honestly – with the win now uh, mentality that I, Elway's always talking about, I was really surprised uh, that Bosby didn't get. I mean, first of all, he didn't make the team. <laughs> he got cut, you know. And then, like last week, that he didn't even. Uh, I was like, I, I thought with, you know, like the Claypools out there and, and these, I, I figured that Bosby would have got some run, and he didn't. I'm like, oh wow, you know. Um, so I'm I'm kind of wondering at what point, you know, at what point is Bogby going to get some run? Because I figure he would be the next one up. Devontae Harris has got a full hammy, and, and Duke Dawson's more of a 
a, a nickel safety guy, cornerback. Even when he was coming out, I didn't see him as a, like a really viable option as like an outside corner. I always thought that he was more of a safety type, um, you know, where he can look at the ball, you know, keep his eyes on the quarterback and stuff, and then like break on the ball type stuff. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I like I was high on Bosley last year until he got hurt, you know, and that 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 was a scary thing. And I'm just so surprised that he, I, I don't get it. I, Devontae Harris, to me last year, I mean, on a couple of his plays, he kind of got saved by Shelby Harris swatting the ball because he got beat. Um, but, I, I mean, I guess the people at camp said that he really turned it on. And I'm like, well, what about Bosley? Um, because, you know, Tom Brady this Sunday is going to be like, okay, I'm going at 23 often. And it's it's going to be awesome. And Mike Evans, Callahan on him. That I, I don't think it's not that Callahan is not good enough. I just I mean he's given up like like damn near six inches, you know. And then the reach and everything. It's like ah, uh, that's not ideal. That's not ideal at all. And uh, I mean if Oja Moody is on him, then it's uh it's not super awesome. And Bosby, he's six one. He's he's got some length to him. Um, I, I feel like that would be, you know, a better matchup for that game. But it seems like Fangio doesn't – it doesn't seem like he'll put in, oh, I'm going to bring – I'm going to use Bosby this game. You know, it's like he gets these set guys and then he don't switch them. You know what I mean? Like, say, for a Bill Bet, like a Bill Belichick or someone else might, you know, okay, we're going to use him this game, you know, and, and switch things a little bit to take away maybe one of their options or whatever or to, to get a better matchup, you know, like last week or last year, we had what, four weeks of Shelby Harris playing the nose tackle, and that's just or the zero tech, and it's just not what he is. You know, he's a three tech, and, uh, I mean, Josie Jewell looked awful last year. Uh, he's looking good this year-ish, you know. Uh, um, and then, of course, Corey Nelson, who they brought in, you know, a week before the season starts. And they're like, go out there. And I was just, man, it was just bad. I mean, it was bad. I, I, I don't see how – I would rather just put a rookie out there because he's been with the team the whole, you know, the whole offseason training camp and stuff. Like, there's, bring a guy in a week and be like, you're starting. And it's like, you don't even know the defense, you know, especially in one as complicated as Fangio's. But, yeah, it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's frustrating. I, I don't know if there's any – plans that the team had that haven't been disrupted by an injury at this point because even if they they understood that like this is not a year where we're like truly competing the you know the the wild card slot if if they got it still we know what's probably going to happen over the course of probably the next two games at best but this is a growing season for a bunch of people this is Locke's prove it Locke showed that he's worthy of a start of a year of starting for him to prove it he uh you got a bunch of young secondary people in in uh, Bassey and Ojemudia. You got Stranod, who was getting looks in in training camp. I, I think so much of this season was derailed by injury. I don't know what they're playing for, other than just pride at this point. Like I I I guess it. I don't know. I'm just rambling at this point. Do you think? Do you think they should just let the the young guys play instead of necessarily throwing Bosby out there 
on a bigger guy just go like we know what this season is let's see what happens with ojimudia at, at, at this point I, I would think you probably do do that just because they're going to need the rest because realistically speaking you you can still try to win even though that they're young guys you can still go out there and, and still win games you know we've, we've definitely seen that happen before um maybe not not necessarily with all these injuries for uh, any certain team but um yeah man Stranod, he was i guess from what i heard he was or from what i you know saw on twitter he was uh looking good and then he gets hurt and then you know it's just it, all their plans just got banged up i mean everybody's just like really and then you think about next year it's like i mean you, you gotta ask Vaughn to take a pay cut you know, and I, I mean, I hate to even think about that. It's like Vaughn not being with the Broncos, that hurts my soul. But yeah, this could be I a mean, big, this could be a year where they, they start dumping veteran contracts. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're they're going to have to prepare because um, what um, Chubb's fifth year option is going to have to be decided after this season. Uh, you know, Sutton's going to have one more year until his contract is up. You're, uh, you know, going to have to prepare for a lot of these younger guys. Who are going to want, you know, um, you know, deservedly, they're going to want some money. Yeah, market um, value at least. You know, I could think yeah. maybe at the end of this year or in December, maybe where Sutton's out all year, I mentioned maybe try to throw him a, see if he'll extend now. I mean, that's not necessarily in the best interest of the of the Broncos. I mean, they could, because I mean, I think Sutton will bounce back and stuff, but I guess he tore his ACL and, and MCL, so. You never know what a player is going to be, you know, when they come back from that. So maybe they could extend him and he'd take a little bit less. I I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they could very easily move on from Vaughn, uh, Boyer, uh, Casey, Shelby Harris's contract's up, and then the young guys, you know. I mean, AJ or Alexander Johnson would be the only one that would probably be like, okay, we're going to keep him. But he's an RFA next year anyway, so he's still under cost control. Do you think they make a better offer to Simmons? Um, if Simmons plays the rest of the year like he did against the Steelers, yeah. If he continues, like, because he was, those run plays where he was coming up and nailing dudes in the backfield, I was like, I mean, it got me pumped. I was like, okay, he's, He's in this, you know, because um, I, I was definitely disappointed in the Titans game. He seemed like, oh, he did that play action hard. Yeah, and I was like, come, I was like, what's going on? Are you talking about in the Titans game? Yeah, the Titans game. Yeah, yeah. It, he, I was like, man, he's. Uh, I, I was like, I don't know. I was like, if he plays like that this year, I, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what he's wanting, but he ain't getting it. <laughs> but uh, with the way he played. Against the uh, the Steelers on Sunday, man. He, uh, yeah, I, I think that they'll make an offer. Uh, I don't see Elway breaking the bank for him though. I, I really, I mean, he'll give him a competitive offer. He'll come close to what Simmons wants, but Simmons will probably have to come down a little bit because, I mean, the way Fangio's system sets up, it, it usually safeties usually just about most safeties usually thrive in it. So I could see them not wanting to. Uh, go way out of, you know, come uh, to the, you know, top of the market type uh, contract. But, I mean, personally, I think he deserves it. He's everything you want in your about your new culture, you know what I mean, because where they cleared it out. He's good on the field and off the field. 
I, I mean, I don't see it, it. It sends a bad message when you don't extend a guy like that. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm, I, and I, I'm legit worried that uh, I'm legit worried. This, if this is a real bad year, I'm legit worried Simmons might not want to come back because he's probably getting to the point where like, hey, man, I'd like to win, you know. I mean, he, he probably won't say that in none of the interviews and stuff, but it's like, you know, of course he loves Denver. He's got a family there and stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't fault guys, even if it might hurt my heart, I don't fault guys for wanting to leave if, if, if when, you know, Elway's – even though Elway's went out and tried, I don't fault – I wouldn't fault guys for wanting to leave. Like Vaughn, if Vaughn wanted out, I wouldn't fault Vaughn. You know, I mean, it's twilight, getting closer to the twilight of his career. Uh, like, you know, he gave us his best years. Like, you know, I'm not with, I'm not a big proponent of holding guys hostage. I, I, I think that's bad, a bad look. Like uh, the Yannick Nagaku thing with the Jaguars. I, I think those things are bad looks. I, I'm not for that. Um, I think, uh, obviously, you want to trade a player when their value's the highest, but, uh, you know, um, a guy like Simmons, I think that's a guy you want to keep around. Yeah. Do you do you think he'd take well Simmons to uh, being tagged again? Because he can be tagged one more time, right? <laughs> yeah, he can. Um, you know, I heard some other guys talking about this on one of those podcasts, man. Um, uh, I believe it was Nate from those guys, and uh, like uh, he thinks that I don't think personally, I don't think Simmons would play him. Uh, I mean, financially, it would be smart. I just don't think he'll play on it. I mean, I wouldn't. I'd be, well, I don't know. I don't make nowhere near that kind of money. So actually, I would right now for sure. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I, it's hard to say, man. I mean, after that, he's gone. He, there's no way he'd want to, you know, after that, he'd want to mm-hmm. sign any type of extension. It'd be just like wham, wham, and then that'd be, be done with it, you know. And that would send a real bad message, I feel like, to the locker room. But, I mean, it's tough. The business side of things is like, that sucks, you know? Yeah. What, what's something you <laughs> – I'm trying to turn it around a bit. What's something you saw from specifically the Steelers game that, that gives you any kind of optimism, even if it's just for a, a very small part of the team? What's something happy? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> right. Um. Uh. Well, I, I liked KJ Hamler. I liked the way he played. He was out there chirping with guys. He he wasn't afraid to get physical. That is true. He got his hands up in somebody who's like six inches bigger than him. Yeah, and he was cussing. I'm like, okay, I, I like that. That fight. That fire. I liked what he showed. Uh, Judy is a beast. He, he just needs to, you know, uh, not drop. He dropped like one patch or something, but I'm not super oh, worried about that. Just for because it, you know, after the two drops in the first game, this one, he he was reaching behind him for that. I'm I'm not as yeah. I'm not nearly as concerned about this particular drop as I was the first two. I don't I don't think this is a carryover patternistic thing. I think uh, Driscoll threw a terrible ball and also threw a couple hospital balls to a couple guys. He did, and his ball placement is not good it's it's i mean i was like just watching i was like not super great ball placement maybe that's uh, why blake's on the team they're like <laughs> we don't expect victories we just also don't expect hospital bills from our quarterback yeah. right yeah please don't kill just... jerry judy after getting him at 15 
no, we're not going to do this. Right. Please don't kill our guys. Like Kevin Hogan did to Theo Riddick in the preseason. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> ugly. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was also, I have a history of, a, it's a little bit. It's a little bit I've been testy about Hamler. But it's always been because I thought somebody else, like a different position, should have been drafted in that spot instead of another wide receiver. But I was happy with Hamler on the field. He looked speedy. He looked like he had uh, good uh, shiftiness and pivot on his routes. And I am excited to see what he can do. I would probably rather have a right tackle. Oh, man, I, I, I absolutely I agree with both, with both of that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, th- I think... I, I, I just it might be personal vendetta thing. I think some people have had a difficult time understanding that position of I don't hate KJ Hamler. I didn't like the pick and I wish we had a different player. But when he's on the field, like there's nothing I can do about this. They're not going to magically like reverse time and make him a right tackle. So while he's on the field, I'm really happy that he's doing well. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know exactly what you mean. It's uh. I do like his speed because if if he if Driscoll can hook up with him uh, on a, in a game deep, you know, against like say Tampa Bay early, then they're going to have to back off and respect his speed. I, I like that aspect of it, but just knowing Juwan James' injury history that was in Miami way before he came to Denver, that mm-hmm. you know, those there was that Monday morning QB article or whatever talking about. He's a whoopee cushion, and they were laughing at the Broncos and stuff. And you know, I, I understand guys off and down stuff. I, I don't really want to get into that. But just last year, where when he didn't play, said he was good to come in, or said he, he his knee kept buckling. But Fangio said the doctors cleared him. I, a lot of people I've seen on Twitter in the Twitter sphere, t- t- although like there's they were siding with the player. And the thing I've noticed is uh, Fangio doesn't rush guys back. He lets guys get fully healthy um, from what I've seen. I, I haven't seen him rush anybody back. Um, and uh, I, I just, I don't know. That's just, that's a bummer. But knowing his injury history and knowing Bowles's Bowles, <laughs> you know, knowing Garrett Bowles as himself, that you think that they would have got snagged a, a second round tackle to uh you know to train in eventuality that something happened because elijah wilkinson i think he could have been a pretty good he could be personally just my i think he could be uh an average to above average guard which is which is not, what he is which exactly yeah, that's not what he was playing right before he, he was kicked out to tackle out of necessity and they just have left him there exactly and remember if you remember in 2018 when Valdir went out and uh uh, Ronald Leary went out. Wilkinson came in at right guard, and Turner was at right tackle. And Wilkinson played good at guard. Like he was springing runs for Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay made the Pro Bowl. I mean, things were, and I was like, that was perfect. So coming into this offseason, I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, we got through that mess. Now Elijah Wilkinson, plug him in at right tackle. I mean, right guard, and then go out and either sign a right tackle, a swing tackle guy or draft a swing tackle guy, and they didn't. They just kept alive there, and I was like, and then, of course, he's starting. He gets the first shot at it, and then, you know, we see some of these. Speed's going to beat him every time. Harold Landry did it last week, uh, you know, and, it's, and of course, T.J. Watt, yeah. who's elite right now. I mean, I don't blame 
Wilkinson for getting beat by TJ Watt. There, this we're not putting we're not even putting Elijah in the best position to succeed at this point. Um, because he's he's just physically not fast enough to do it. Like some of the slower guys, but TJ Watt, like no way, dude. Uh, we're at the point now where I'm I'm hoping that Wilkinson can learn uh learn a lesson from watching Bulls the last couple of years and at least hold. Yeah. Uh, when, when you've got quarterbacks going out for, you know, three to five weeks, whatever it is, I would have rather taken the penalty. I, w- I would yeah, take just the penalty hold. every single time. Just grab the jersey. Don't <laughs> let him hit the quarterback at this point. Yeah, whatever just grab him. Power slam him like bowls, whatever. Just uh, yeah. don't just, let the quarterback get killed. Yeah, and Wilkinson's going to be facing another tough test this week with uh, – uh, oh, I just read someone else's name and got myself confused. He's going to be facing another t- tough test this week going up against Shaq Barrett. Has Shaq had a good season? Or the two games, I guess, season is a little much. He, I I don't think he has a sack, right? How many pressures? Uh, I don't know if he has a sack, right? but I think he's doing okay pressures-wise. Okay. Yeah, I... Uh, yeah, Shaq, that's... I'm happy to see him do well. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know how that matchup goes. I know Shaq's tough. I, I don't, I, I don't know. You know, I didn't get to watch much of him last year. I know he was getting a ton of sacks, and they were in some shootouts and stuff. Um, Elijah's probably going to be in trouble again. That like they're going to have to chip him and and, and whatnot. You know, and he because he's going to want to play because we, you know, drafted Chubb and he wanted to start and stuff. Um, even though there's no hard feelings, he still want to want to show them that they made a mistake. And you can't, can't predict Chubb was going to get injured, but uh, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll be pretty fired up to make Elijah Wilkinson look bad. And uh, yeah, there's a good there's a there's a good chance he'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially the rest of that line. You've got uh, Sue is there, and they're they're pushing up the middle. It's gonna we're gonna see can Nick Vanett earn his money. Man. I'm pretty confident Melvin Gordon can, you know, do what is expected of a running back to to help in the blocking and the chipping. But can Nick Vanett, can the 32 tight ends that we kept on the roster form into one <laughs> tight end Voltron and keep <laughs> keep Driscoll safe? Uh, I, I would. Uh, th- th- Nick Vanett's really bummed me out so far. Like just. I mean, just bum me out to the point where I'm like, listen, if he's going to play that bad, just get Albert Odo snapped. Mm-hmm. I mean, because at I'm, least he, he'll learn, you know. Um, I need to check Vinette, if, if Albert's still hurt. But, yeah, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Uh, Albert was a fool on the, par- on the practice report today. He was listed as fool with, uh, I think, a hip or something. Well, that's good. Yeah, I want to see I want to see Albert O. He can stretch the field. Uh, it very clearly – Fant, when he's not completely schemed out of the the thing, has been a monster. I want little like Fant Junior out there to maybe terrorize them a, a bit more. Yeah, that, that I, promise I, that promise that I was I, I had made to me um, that who are you going to cover? I want to see that happen after picking up so many offensive weapons for the passing game. I want to see that come to fruition. Who are you going to cover? Absolutely, man. I I one hundred percent agree. I want to see that because Vanette. I, I mean, they. I, I mean, a lot of guys when he was signed, a lot of people were like, "This guy is basically Jeff Howerman." But so far, he's looked worse, in my opinion. I know Howerman struggled a lot, 
could never stay healthy, but we saw a couple flashes in games where Howerman was like doing some things. And I, I uh, Vanette so far has looked like it's like, dude, he is wasting snaps. Give it to Jake Butt, please. Yeah, at least when Hireman was healthy, he he was a very good blocker. Yeah, and Vanette, they're like, yeah, with Vanette, they're like, this good blocker's coming in, and it's like, nah, he's not been he's not been yet, Uh, (laughs) not yet. I mean, kind of waiting. I'd like to see. I I feel like it's more opportunity has just missed him, but I want to see Butt get more involved. And like I said, I think it's more opportunity because Butt has been open or in plays several times. It's just the ball hasn't been tossed to him. I'm trying not to swallow my own burp. It's very awkward. Uh, but, <laughs> but I would like to see Butt just for the comeback story of it. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, I mean, Locke got pressured on that one play. Or no, when he went to – which play was that? It was in the Titans game. But Butt was open in the back of the end zone. Yeah, and, uh, the one where he uh, – he, was he throwing to Vanette? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Vanette was in the – in the flat, and ball just sailed over him. Yeah. That's... And, and, and Butt was there in the end, and I was like, dang. What are, you, what are you expecting from Locke when he comes back? Because he, he's, he's had a bit of a rough go, and we can, we can chalk that up to truncated uh, off-season, new scheme, all of these things, uh, lack of chemistry with all these new players. But I'm 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 hoping that fans don't start building him up um, undeservedly, like in a way like just wait, just wait until Locke comes back. We'll get this going till Locke comes back. How how do you think he's going to adjust coming back from an injury? Well, with it being on his shoulder, uh, his throwing shoulder, that's uh, that sucks, man. That's that, that that's rough. Um, but they didn't put him on IR because Andrew said that maybe he can practice or come back before that time. Um, so he's young, so I could I, I think he could heal from it pretty well as long as they don't rush him back too quick, you know. Um, I don't – maybe a little bit uh, – maybe he might – well, remember last year when he came out off IR, he was able to, to play pretty good. So I'm wondering uh, if maybe – this little bit of time off might help him a little bit, but I don't even know if it was uh, if mental reps at this point are going to help him because he needs actual reps, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know, but I, you know, I kind of floated that idea out there that hey, maybe. But I, I think mm, probably better than the Titans game. I, I could see him coming back and playing that well uh, because I think that I think he's probably going to be back around the Dolphins game or maybe the Chiefs game. You know, what week which, is that, by the way? Well, it's week seven's the Chiefs, and week right. six is six of the Dolphins. But then again, if he's not back to the Dolphins game, they might just wait until after the Chiefs game. Uh, they probably on a blitz. should, honestly, right? Yeah, because they're going to blitz, and they're going to get a lead, and then they're going to blitz. And, uh, you know, and even if by chance we did do some awesome stuff, Patrick Mahomes is going to fucking do some crazy-ass left-handed. <laughs> it just always does it, man. It's just like, man, you know? Um, Who's there to contain Mahomes on our team? <sighs> nope. Luck, just luck, like actual like luck, you know? The turf monster or something. I, I, we don't have much in that way. 
Justin Simmons seems to pick him off a decent little bit, though. I think he's got like three picks against him, um, but they've not helped change any game. So mm -hmm. um, it's like bummer, you know. I, I'd be happy if we could get into a shootout with them, you know, and just be there to where they'd be like, oh, these, these guys are for real, you know. Oh, it would be it's it's my hope because I think we all agree here. This we we didn't expect great like Super Bowl aspirations from this season, and so I didn't even care too much about losses unless team morale was a factor in that. But I just want to lose good. I yes. want to see cool shit in a loss, and we yeah. haven't quite seen that because a lot going down is the opposite of cool shit. Um, <laughs> And the Titans game, I thought, looked like that team did not scare me at all. That looked like a very beatable team trying to lose a game, and we just tried so much harder. Um, and yeah. to, to be honest, other than the um, other than the pass rush, which is a major thing, it's not something to just be dismissed. I wasn't terribly afraid uh, or or impressed, I guess, with the Steelers, at least in uh, in comparison to the way they're being talked about. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, our offensive line and Driscoll holding the ball a little bit longer than we should. Um, yeah, I, I just we we were in that game, and even coming into that game, I was like, Big Ben, we're going to have shots at turnovers. I mean, uh, had Odejemudia caught that pass, we would have had two pick. We'd force we'd have forced three turnovers. You know, mm -hmm. um, so I wasn't too scared of them. And Brady, so far, he's thrown a couple. I think he's thrown three picks already. Um, and that defense for as good as it looks, uh, which it is good. I'm not definitely not saying anything else, but you know, they did give up a good bit of points to the Panthers this past week. I mean, I think some of it was in garbage time, but I thought maybe the Panthers had tied it up at one point and then the Patriots pulled ahead again. I'm not super sure, um, on that, but I thought I'm not. I'm scared of the the weapons, but I think we'll have another shot, some shots at turnover. What is the way they win? How do they beat, given the, the status of the team right now, how do they beat Tampa Bay? Uh, given the status, they just come out from the gate, kind of like what Tim Patrick said in that interview. Come out and just be like, no, nah, we're not going to lose. And just, you know, go out there and just punch them, punch them in the mouth, basically. Just go out there and, you know, just be physical up front. And, uh, Con controlling the run game or like controlling the point of the attack for our offensive line, getting push so that Melvin Gordon's like, you know, getting five yards a clip rather than whatever he had su Sunday, th three, three, nine, whatever on 22 carries. Uh, Cause he, Melvin Gordon made some really good plays, but there wasn't really the run blocking was man, you know, um, and then he had that big run against the Titans, too. I want to see that offensive line gel a little bit and then take that next step, you know, uh, start to – or maybe not take that next step right now. It's only week three with the shortened offseason. But I think if they could, you know, start to, to gear in the right direction, uh, maybe scheme can help that. You know, Shermer and them, they dialed some stuff up for D Jeff Driscoll, and he wildly erratic, but maybe he connects on a couple deep bombs. Because that Buccaneer secondary might be a little suspect. You know, it might be. <laughs> I mean, I know Jamel Dean's there. Is that every every team this far so far is just like the defensive line is what's killing us, but their secondaries aren't impressive? Because Titans, they didn't have uh, Dory Jackson, 
and they so they've just got um the one Pro Bowl safety that was kind of worth anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean basically that's the first three so far. Like it's just the defensive line is just beating us up. I couldn't name anybody outside of Minka Fitzpatrick on the Steelers secondary. Uh no, Joe Hayden, but Joe Hayden didn't right. look impressive. No. So I'm suspecting I'm expecting as this would be the case regardless of who it was, but just because it's a backup starting at quarterback, I'm suspecting a bunch of quick get him out passes. KJ Hamler, please get out and just zoom around. Ball needs to be out in less than two seconds every single time. There is no development routes. Only KJ Hamler and see how far he can get in a sprint. <laughs> right. The only thing that worries me about that is uh, Devin White. If you try to attack the short middle of the field too much, Devin White is a, a pretty dangerous coverage linebacker. Let's see. Let's see him against Noah Fant. Let's see it. Noah Fant's having a hell of a start of a season. He I is. Know. You're Nobody right. Can stop Noah Fant, except when they did, because every other receiver went down for some reason. But <laughs> right. other than that, no one can stop Noah. Fant. I'd like to see Tyree Cleveland get involved too, just because I like him. I, I, I'm all. I am definitely here. I've been pumping for Ty- Tyree Cleveland, like you know what I mean, like banging the drum for Tyree Cleveland to get Deshaun Hamilton snapped. I don't see. I don't know why he he's not active, but Deshaun is. When Deshaun's not a gunner, he he, he doesn't bring that to special teams. Um, he's a good run blocker and he can run good routes, but he usually doesn't catch the ball. Uh, I mean, it's just and his, he's limited athletically. And Tyree Cleveland brings that element of speed there, and uh, you know where you could bring in and just you know have him you know on the backside just go down the field and just chuck one up for him and he's six two he can he's athletic he can jump you know so i mean get a little creative there but uh yeah i know a fan he 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 made devin bush look pretty bad i he he might be able to do it should be able to do it against devin white but devin white is he's definitely better than devin bush um Damn, I wanted Devin White. I mean, I'm happy with Noah Fant. Um, Noah Fant Noah and, uh, and Locke. And Locke. And what? Cushionberry, too, huh? Oh, yeah, that is true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cushionberry, he struggled a lot against the Steelers, man. I don't, they, they were they were doing some things that I didn't, I was like, man, he needs help. He can't, he can't be going against some of these. He's a rookie. Like, you know, yeah, going he, against some of these. Uh, Cam Hayward, like, no, dude. Like that's crazy. He's like he was like an all pro last year. He struggled a bit. Um, I mean, one the one play that really stood out in the Titans game too was uh, he he let his blocker go on that fourth and goal, and uh, uh, his block got off and uh, was the one to bring down Jake Butt. Yeah, you're right. Jeffrey Simmons. That's who I wanted that year. Oh man, I know he's 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 so good. He went right, right pick, pick right before us. Even with the ACL tear, he went right before us. Yeah, and then he came back last year and like, you know, got his, uh, got his feet wet, and then got a few more games in the playoffs, and then now he's a beast, mm. just like we all figured he was going to be. I would like to see. I'm, I just, I was just a little shocked with the way, because the way that the line, um, I mean, because. It was weird. Like, I feel like 
I was kind of going into the offseason, this past offseason, kind of thinking, okay, they'll re-sign McGovern for the starting center. Uh, they'll have Elijah Wilkinson at right guard and then Juwan James at right tackle, and then they would have, you know, drafted a tackle at some point. Of course, you know, none of that happened. And uh, so now we got Young Locke. He, he, uh, well, he's hurt now, of course, but then Driscoll and stuff. And then uh, we're going against the Steelers, and it's like, who's making the checks? You know, who's calling the audibles and stuff? It, it, that's, I mean, because that's, that's like a recipe for disaster, like what happened um, for, with the rookie center. And I think Cushenberg is going to be fine. I mean, I, I just don't know if it'll be necessarily sooner this year, you know. Yeah, and, and nothing Cushion like nothing Cushenberry is doing or isn't doing is a surprise. These are the same things he had at LSU. It's just he was going against not NFL people, and thus why right. he went, you know, in the third round. Like I'm, I'm perfectly fine with Cushenberry. It sucks that he's not immediately great, but yeah, I have no, um, I have no like ill will or higher over oversized expectations of Cushenberry. Yeah, it's right. probably about what you expect for m most rookie centers, right? That with a really cerebral position. So, yeah, and then throw in this whole COVID off season, so it yeah. made it even a little bit more, you know, like damn. I am excited to see Telvin uh, McTelvin Ajim. You know, all the offensive linemen were raving about him, uh, so I'm excited to see him. But I was kind of wondering if. If he was playing that good in camp, why was Demarcus Walker active and he wasn't? So I'm like, ah, uh, you know, trying not to get my hopes up too high there. But well, that's that's traditionally the way to beat Brady, right? Is you you generate pressure uh, more towards the middle of that pocket. Yep. Maybe maybe Ajim is the uh, going to be the difference maker for the Broncos on Sunday. I'm hoping. I've thought about <laughs> it a couple times already. I'm. I'm hoping that'd be great. It's like, oh, that's all we needed to do, you know? Uh, I, I'm also wondering if, like, last year, okay, we start 0-4, Fangio's like, okay, look, uh, Alexander's going to start, and Purcell's back in at nose, uh, and then we kick Shelby to the 3-tech. So I'm wondering what kind of changes will there be able to be made with everybody banged up this year if, you know, we start 0-4, which 0-4 is a tough swallow for me because – those Jets look like they're like like they want a new coach and they're playing like, hey, we need a new coach, you know. Like they're not looking like they're going out there to give their. I mean, they're trying to put good tape out there so they can get paid, but there doesn't seem like Adam Gase really, you know, has the full confidence with his guys. Much to Sam Darnold's detriment, I feel bad for him. He's just out there throwing to Brashard Perryman. Nobody else really. Yeah, it seems likely that both him and Adam Gase are looking for work next off season. Yeah, it is. It most definitely is. I I was really high on Darnold coming out too. What? Uh, I'm gonna start every question like that with the first syllable and then an uh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on Fangio as a head coach? Um. Man, I think he's doing pretty good. Just the way that the, the guys fight. Uh, the scheme, you can tell it's starting to take hold. It's, it's taking hold a lot quicker. His scheme's good. 
I, I liked where he started dialing up some pressure against the Steelers. I, I want to see him do that more. I felt like last year he didn't do that enough. Uh, but, of course, he's learning that timeout in the uh, Titans game. Like, man, come on, you can't do that. Like, you know, you can't be so focused on the defensive call that you're not, you know. Uh, it's like, why the fuck did anybody call a timeout? Now, I'm not one of these guys screaming from the rooftops by our fans, you know, but it's like, you know, like John and then me to have a heart-to-heart with him. Like, look, dude, come on. Like, you know, uh, get it together. But I think he's a pretty good coach so far. He hasn't been exactly – you know, it, it's not like he kind of – he didn't really step into, like, one of the – like, an awesome situation, you know. Uh, he, I mean, even in the beginning, they're like, here's Joe Flacco. He's he's entering his prime. And that was when I was really like, oh, oh, John Elway might be a problem here. Um, uh, <laughs> that's what I was like, oh, okay, so John Elway might be the problem. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But uh, – Fangio, he's uh, seems like he might be growing, man. It's weird that we were in both those games. Uh, of course, Steven Gaskowski kind of helped us out in the Titans game. Still, though, we were in it. Uh, that Steelers game, I mean, we really didn't have no business being in that game with, you know, the talent that they have and who the Steelers are supposed to be anyway. And Fangio and Shermer, they put together a pretty good, a pretty good little second half. Uh, you know, plan there, and it seemed to work. I, I was so I think that things can go right, and he can be a good coach. But you know, it, it kind of goes the way of the quarterback. You know, if Locke can't come back, it's probably not going to help his chances of being in Denver long term. But I also don't think Denver fires him after this year. I, I don't know if you can fire him, fire Shermer, and start that over yet again, unless you're picking top five and you can get. Fields, Herbert, uh, or not Herbert, what am I thinking? Uh, Fields. Lawrence. Uh, well, well, he's going to be one. So, like Trey mm-hmm. Lance or Justin Fields, uh, Lawrence is definitely going to be one. And I was uh, talking to Joe Rose uh past couple of days, a little bit on Twitter there, kind of spatting with him because he's like, it, it's ludicrous if you don't think that Denver can – could end up with the first pick. And I'm like, there's no way that this defense is that bad to, to be the worst team in the league. I, I just personally, I don't see it, not with the way that the defense plays and even the little fight that they, uh, you know, the fight that they showed in the second half. I, I don't see that um, because, I mean, eventually that we're going to, I mean, come week eight, you know, Locke will be back. Boye will be back. Boye might be back uh, week five. uh you know, Phil Lindsay will be back. Uh, Draymond Jones will probably be back. Then, you know, guys are going to start getting healthy, and you'll probably get another late season push like you did last year. So I don't think that. That's so many injured people. I, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? Um, well, I, I want to take a, a trip down the you know darkest path here, uh, and talking about worst case scenario. What if Locke? You know, tries to come back uh, and aggravates the injury in practice and can't. And then the Broncos do end up with that first overall pick. I don't really think that's likely, but, you know, let's play worst-case scenario here. You end up with the first overall pick. You have Drew Locke, and you still don't know if he's the guy, um, if if he can be a franchise quarterback. You still take 
Trevor Lawrence, though, right? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you have to. I mean, yeah. there's just, there's no way you, <laughs> you there's no way you could not take it. You just got to take them and be like, okay, for you know, for 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 us the fans, just they'll be like, there's a a quarterback competition, and they'll be like, oh, Locke's looking real good. And then around the end of training camp, you probably try to trade him, you know, um, or trade him during the draft. I mean, if you yeah. can get Lawrence, you take him nine a uh, hundred. Well, unless you got Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, or um, Lamar I mean, Jackson, the Texans and, would absolutely trade Desha- uh, Deshaun Watson for the first spot and still not pick Lawrence, though. Yeah, I know they would take um <laughs> Probably take uh, Travis Etienne or something, you know, something wild. No, uh, they've got, they've got, uh, they've got David. <laughs> they, that's right, they do. That's crazy. Um, uh, and well, Luke's tearing it up out there with Kyler Murray, man. It's like, I don't know how Bill O'Brien still even got a job there. I don't. I'm not sure the people who own the Texans know they own the Texans at this point. Yeah, it's like they don't know every football. Once, every once in a while, they yeah, they, they can't look at a win-loss record and, and comprehend. Every once in a while, like the just the owner will say something controversial, and it's like, yeah, I don't think he knows what's happening. I think, he just right. in, I think he just lives in a white room and gets upset, like at nothing. Yeah, it's 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 insane, man. Um, uh, but yeah, if you got the first pick, you got to take Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's a generational talent. Um. You know, coming out, I mean, he's pretty – so far we've seen him, the heart, the, the, a leader, uh, the great hair. I mean, uh, the hair. runs he made – the big runs he made last year in that a game against Ohio State, the arm talent. I mean, he's pretty much got it all, you know. I mean, we've seen people fail like fail before, but I don't think – I think his bust rate is very low. I, I think he's like – up there on that Andrew Luck tier, you know. What's the worst Drew Luck can do that still let, that still makes you think that we should forego like trying to get up and get um, at least Fields? Um. W- w- okay, can you rephrase that one more time? Uh, yeah. What's how how what's, bad can he be, and you still want to keep him for next year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, what's the minimum you're willing um, to accept from Drew Locke this year to see another year of Drew Locke? Uh, to be honest with you, it's going to be hard. It, it, it's really hard for me to give, like, a, a concrete answer because we're not sure when he's going to be back. But, like, if, say, for example, he gets back at week five, right? So that'll give him – he's had one game and a couple, you know, snaps, Steelers game. Uh, it's not a big deal. Um, so that's one game and then week five. So that's, what, three games missed? That'd be three games missed. So he'd be working with about – so that's basically – you know, that's 13 games played. I would want to see – the. I mean, for starters, how, how the ball moves down the field. Is he moving the ball down the field? Um, is, is he making up for the bowls holds or whatever? You know, when we lose those, is it a, super hard to get those yards back? Are we struggling and just, you know, going for field goals? Are we having a bunch of those – uh, goal line short yardage where we don't get the yards. Is he uh, converting on third down, touchdowns? Uh, and, of course, wins. I- I'm not really a QB wins as a stat person, but um, kind of. Unless you're a smart person. 
right? Um, uh, <laughs> I, but like how the, of course, how the teams respond, but of course they responded well last year. But um, I mean, clear growth, you know, uh, we noticed in a Tennessee game, he started to drift back a little bit. Still, the mechanics are inconsistent. And, I mean, he's a project. Uh, well, not necessarily a project, but he needed some development. Like, everybody was aware of that beforehand. And, uh, you know, patience is always, I mean, it's the not for long league. So, I mean, uh, I wouldn't, I mean, I think that we would probably need at least, at least 500 or better going that. And that depends on what the record is when we, when he gets back to, um, if, by a stroke of luck, we beat Tampa Bay. We beat the Jets after that on Thursday night football. And then Jeff Driscoll goes to New England and plays crazy and beats Cam Newton and Bill Belichick in New England. And if Drew Locke comes back, uh, he's got to take us to the playoffs. If he would come back to a three and two team, he would have to get to the playoffs and, and, and play well, or else I'd be, I'd probably be willing to move on unless there's like a detriment of more injury. I know we lost Sutton and he's so good, but we've got talent everywhere. No offense looking like a top five tight end already. Um, I mean, he's, uh, I mean, just some of the catches, I mean, the Steelers, he made a lot of them guys look stupid. I don't know why he wasn't targeted in the first half. They're like, nah, we don't want to, I don't get that. But um, like if he comes back to a three and two team and then, doesn't get to the playoffs, then I'm like, oh, okay. Now nah, probably going to need to go in a different direction. Um, because if, you know, if Jeff Driscoll comes in and gets these wins, and then Drew Locke needs to at least be able to, would step in and to carry that on and to make, and, you know, could of course be better than, uh, you know, at least nine and seven, or at least, you know, at least a wild card spot, you know. But if he came into an 0 4 team, and then finish 500, I think that would be okay too. Because it's like, okay, he came into an 0-4 team and went 8-4 and over the last 12, you know? So that would be, uh, you know, that'd be kind of, well, that's, well, he'd only be had 13 games, but if they were 0-4, I mean, that would still be, you know, 12 games left. Yeah, I mean, still if, be if you saw that, you're nowhere close to replacing Locke in the draft anyway. Exactly. That, that's he a, needs okay. That's that's a, that's probably a pretty good line. The the um, the minimum Drew Lock can do is keep himself out of um, replacement range in the draft. Exactly. Like it's up to him. You know, uh, like he can go earn. I mean, now you know because he's got a better situation than say Josh Rosen. You know, Josh Rosen has not had any chance to succeed at all, and everybody's like, we're going to give up on him. I like him coming out. Um, but apparently the teams don't like it or they're ready to move on, you know, it's, and it's, it's just been bad luck. I mean, that Arizona team was just horrible, you know? Uh, I mean, when you get your ass kicked by the Case Keenum-led Broncos, things might not be going well, you know, things might be, uh, <laughs> things might be bad, you know? Um, <laughs> All right, what are your uh, predictions for this game? What uh, um, Final score, who's going to win, lose? You know what? I'm going to take the Broncos in an upset. Oh, wow. I, I mean, I'm hoping yeah. for it because I want to keep that Tom Brady uh, losing against the Broncos yes. alive. Yes. I, I just think that they're going to have their backs up against the wall so much 
Todd Bowles is going to kill somebody, though. Yeah, he will kill somebody. He's going to kill. He, a, he's going to try and kill at least one quarterback or one tackle. That's his plan. Yes, without a doubt, and he has the guys to do it. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul with missing a finger, it don't matter. Sue, but Bowles has played okay. Yeah, is Sue still there? I'm pretty sure Sue's still there. Oh man! Oh, I need to check that then. Oh no! Hello. Sorry, we can still hear you. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I muted myself to immediately type to see if Sue was there, but I forgot that I was in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> right, right. He is He is still there. Okay. Cool. Oh, okay. No, I mean, uh, terrible. Oh, Not cool. Right, <laughs> terrible. And they got Vita Via, too. Damn. Mm, that's a lot, isn't it? This is a tough front seven. That uh, is tough, man. Levante David, Devin Bush. Shit. I always forget about David. You you yeah. you'll forget about him when Noah Fant's running circles. <laughs> that's right. You don't that's even right. know. Get uh, Noah Fant right. running circles on him, and Albert O running circles on Devin White. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's, and that's, Jeff that's, Driscoll. And, the, and then the, to Melvin Gordon. <laughs> right. You know the crazy thing is if 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 Jeff Driscoll did go three and zero, like you know that the, the people would be coming out of the woodwork saying, well, leave him in. He's the answer, you know? <laughs> I, yeah, there's there's some superstitious or some patternistic or people who genuinely never liked Locke, uh, they're going to come out and go like, don't change what works. And unfortunately, <laughs> they might have a bit of an argument if they don't open their mouths too wide. Right. If right. Jeff Driscoll can beat the next three teams, like you, you do have to consider like, he seems to work. Is it him? Is it the scheme? I don't care, though. I want to see Drew Locke. I mean, right. at the very least, then you don't have to feel like you're rushing Locke back from injury. Yes, you do. Right. They need to feel like that. They, <laughs> they need do to, need to feel they, like that. <laughs> they need to be responsible and as slow as Drew Locke needs to be. They need to be as fast as I need them to, though. Right. I'm <laughs> very needy. All Definitely. Right. We need Drew Locke so much. Like, so, so bad. It's like, I'm not excited for Jeff Driscoll, you know? There'll be a lot of cussing Sunday. Oh, what do you think Brett Rippin? 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 Rippin. Rippin. What do you think yeah. was going through Brett Rippin's head once they signed Bortles? He was like, well, probably thinking, well, damn. Fuck me. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, oh, no. Probably think, fuck all you want. I don't give a shit. Okay, he's probably <laughs> thinking, well, damn. This oh, okay. is going he's on probably... Reddit. This is nothing. <laughs> okay, that's cool. He's probably thinking like, well, damn, fuck me. Uh, I mean, because, I mean, I like Bortles coming out. I mean, not Bortles, but I like Griffin coming out. Not like a whole bunch, but like I would have been okay. I thought he was going to be like a sixth round, maybe late fifth round pick. I was a little bit surprised he went undrafted. Um, and, man, he's got good vision, and and think, but he just doesn't got it's the physical. He just doesn't really got enough physical stuff, but – I mean, we've seen other guys, you know, make it without uh, having super great physical traits. But, I mean, I don't know. In the preseason, he didn't look uh, super good last year. But, hell, I mean, you know, that's a rookie. I mean, he might have been able to turn it around. Um, but he was probably thinking, well, yeah, I'm never going to see the field. All right. Uh, season predictions, what do you think the – uh, final record is going to be for the Broncos. Um, 
I think, man, I hate to be like eight and eight because that's so cheesy, you know. But um, <laughs> I'm gonna say, uh, you know what? I, I'll up the ante a little bit. I'll go nine and seven. They go into, they'll go into. Let's see, they'll they'll go one and three. Uh, they'll beat the Jets. Might lose to the Bucks, even though I expect them to win. But or I hope they win, and that's who I'm picking. But um, uh, you know, I've been known to bet and lose money uh, when I, my <laughs> heart's involved. So you know, but uh, um, not. I think they could pull off nine and seven if Locke comes back and thinks that once everybody's healthy and stuff. Because week eight's the buy, so that's seven games. I think they could push a lot in those last, you know, those last nine games. I think they could push a lot if in the if in the before the buy, if they can get at least two wins, three wins, mm-hmm. which is going to be damn near impossible. But I think they can do it. I think that they're going to come out and fight real hard. Um, but the floor, uh, I, I think the floor could be like a six-win team, maybe in between nine and uh, six wins, maybe. And that's, uh, you know, of course, I think if they got to six wins, they would have to have some bad bounces. And I think for them to get to nine and seven would be some bad bounces. Or some good bounces, not bad bounces. Mm -hmm. Huh. Maybe when Boye starts coming back, like, they'll be able to rest a little bit on the defense. Yeah. I mean, that, that Jones, all of these people, they might start trickling back in and the pressure might come off a little bit. How do you think he's, uh, they go against the actual division? Because nine and seven, uh, I, I expect you think that they should win at least two or three of those, right? Yeah, I would think that they would at least, at least split, well, sweep one of the Raiders or Charters, but man, they look so good right now, man. I, Damn, and the Chiefs. I mean, you. Uh, I want to beat the Chiefs, but do I think we can beat the Chiefs right now? No, not 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 right now. I want them to. Um, the fan in me wants to say, yeah, um, but like the realist in me is also like, man, it, th- this division looks really good right now. Uh, Herbert played really well, um, and had he not thrown that pick, that kind of started to change the momentum back towards Kansas City, they might have won that game. If he had just ran it like he did in the bowl game, that was the first down. Did you did you see what happened uh to Terod Taylor? Like why he didn't oh, play? Oh wow. I mean I feel so bad for that guy. Like, How many Chargers crazy. doctors have tried to kill their play- players? It seems like <laughs> it's a thing there. Like I mean, you know, I was like if they got Dr. Kavorky over there or something. What the hell's going on? Jeez. I mean they're banged up on like every year, like we are now. That's like a normal year for them. It's uh, yeah. I think Melvin going. Gordon brought that bad juju over. He might have. He might have. <laughs> he might have. Well, last year we had Callahan, uh, Callahan, James, and Chubb out, and uh, Bosby, and then well, our starting quarterback, even though he wasn't great, Flacco got hurt, and Locke got hurt last year. So I, I don't know. It's, to me, it's kind of been like this past two years. It's just been, we've just been beat up, man. Yeah. But Gordon definitely didn't help. So <laughs> now even our bench players are getting hurt. All right. Well, uh, nine and seven. You heard it from Josh. <laughs> They're going to, uh, 
uh, start out one and three, and then some of that Denver Nuggets magic will rub off on them, and they'll they'll go on a tear after that. Yeah, that's it. That, <laughs> that Nuggets magic, absolutely. That's what they need. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I'll probably be very pissed when it doesn't happen. Me too. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. <laughs> All right. Notes? I am at the end of my notes. Oh. And we're just over an hour here. So uh, any um, any final thoughts from you, Josh? Anything? You, uh, plug? you got stuff to sell? Uh, no, man. No, no. I appreciate you guys having me on. If you ever need me or, or whatever again, just give me a holler. Give us that uh, Twitter handle one more time. Uh, Twitter handle is, let me just pull that up here just real quick. It's Jedi Joshua 58 at Jedi Joshua 58. All right. Make sure to give him a follow. Uh, make sure to follow the show at Bronco. Oh man. What's our, what's our Twitter handle? Hold it's on. Pod, right? At Bronco sub pod. Yep. Professionalism. <laughs> That's what I bring. Uh, and we do. <laughs> We do do the immediate post-game shows, usually for about an hour after the game ends. We hop on. Anyone can jump in and give their quick thoughts or hang out, and we will be unedited and just kind of, if the trajectory of the season continues as it has, mostly just bitching. It'll mostly just be us whining and bitching and complaining and saying, I can't believe that we, we, we're tanking. We're zero. It's 0-16, boys. That's what's coming. But that's the general <laughs> feeling. It doesn't last it does. the whole week, but it lasts the the immediate time after the game. It does for sure. That whole night's kind of screwed up, really. It's it's a, it's a sour taste, mm. the bitter taste of defeat. All right. Well, uh, once again, thank you very much, Josh. You were an excellent guest. You just talked, and I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I talk too much to be honest with you. There's no such thing. The less I open my mouth, the less not funny people uh, realize I am. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me on, man. Y'all have a nice evening now. Hey, Enjoy. thanks you too. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Later. <laughs>